going to go ahead and get started. This will be another condensed episode. Uh, also shooting video on this, but we'll see if we use that. I'm, I'm still not sold on last week's video attempt, but uh, yeah, maybe we'll give it a try. So today is October 4th, 2018. This is Scuba Obsessed Condensed. I'd like to thank everybody who's in the chat room tonight. We have Mac who's in there. We have Derek. I can figure out how to get my mouse over there. We also have uh, Liquid Puck. So thank you for showing up. And this will be a little bit of a shorter episode. Uh, we're going to try and finish the part two, the other episode, which almost seems like it's, it's getting to be close to a month. Uh, I was over today trying to give Mac a hand, and uh, I think it's just time to replace the microphone that he's got. Uh, so we'll do that, and then hopefully next week we'll have everything working and, and ready to go. So in the meantime, let's go ahead and do this condensed version. Oh, that's beautiful. You're seeing uh, me shopping for microphones there. So this first episode, uh, episode, first article is remnants of a 214-year-old shipwreck found on Jersey Beach. The remnants, what is believed to be the HMS Severn, which sank in 1804, have been found on a Jersey Beach. And let me copy this into the chat room so they can follow along. This article is the Jersey Evening Post. About 21 pieces of copper sheathing thought to be from the HMS Severin were recently found on the Growlville Beach, which was stamped 1794, the same year the vessel was reported to have finished undergoing a refit in the Plymouth Dockyard. Discovery follows the unearthing of a wooden gun carriage in the same area in April, which is believed to have originated from the ship. According to research, in December 1804, HMS Severn was damaged during a gale in the Royal Bay of, I'm calling it Goreville, uh, it's G-R-O-U-V-I-L-L-E, -L -L -E, during which she broke her rudder, one fluke of her anchor, and damaged her bottom. It was intended that the Thibsby, a ship from Guernsey, would recover Severin. However, deteriorating conditions prevented it from doing so. Soldiers in nearby Fort Henry and Fort William, along with local residents, are said to have tried to save the ship and her crew, but were unable to. It was only when another boat, Alchemine, intervened and the crew were successfully rescued. After the vessel was carried closer to shore by spring tides, it is thought that soldiers were tasked with unloading the cargo from the wreck. Metal detectionist Jonathan Bull explained how he made the bucket list discovery alongside his friend Daniel Clark, Stephen Andrews, and Billy Bursts. We were there to recover... Something else we end up doing a little bit of detecting, found some small pieces of copper, all of which had naval board arrows on them along with square nail holes. I knew instantly that it was something old and naval. We found three bits of copper, had a chat with the e that evening, and decided that we should probably go back down. The next day, some big sheets came up. There were 21 in total, and six were complete. Mr. Bull, who has been metal detecting for five years, added that he declared the fine to receiver of the wreck and handed the items over to Jersey Heritage to be stored and preserved. He also found a shrapnel ball with the same era two weeks earlier, which he thinks could have come from one of the nearby forts, a ship, or Mont or Gorl. I've, I am really happy and surprised. I knew there were bits and pieces down there, but not that much. I was particularly happy about how the sheets have been date marked, he said. It's definitely the Severin. I don't know how it cannot be. Although the ship was built in 1786, we know it underwent a refit in 1793. And, and had the copper fitted to it and headed out in the summer of 1794. And some excellent photos in the article. You can actually see 
the stamp of the with a mark, and then they have some of the sheets laid out, and then the shrapnel ball. They also had that. They this this is a good example. Shows you how it is. So if you imagine, uh, and it scales a little bit hard, but it's it's. Uh, I've heard some of them are like grapefruit. This one appears to be more orange sized, and there's a stopper that was in it, and inside there's a a lot of shot. Then we have, uh, this is from the Scotsman, Divers Hunt Ghost Fishing Gear Among uh, Sunken Wrecks in Scapa Flow. A team of scuba divers will be exploring the wrecks of sunken shipwrecks around the Orkney this weekend as part of a major cleanup of ghost fishing equipment. 30 divers will spend the next few days surveying the remains of seven German ships that still lie on the seabed in Scapa Flow 100 years after they were scuttled following the First World War. They aim to identify and retrieve nets, ropes, creels, and other man-made debris littering the renowned shipwreck where it poses a danger to maritime environment and wildlife. The initiative is the fourth annual clean-out carried by volunteers from an environmental group, Ghost Fishing UK. Discarded, lost, and abandoned gear takes hundreds of years to break down and continues trapping sea life after its commercial use is over. The United Nations estimates 640,000 tons of fishing nets were dumped in the oceans around the globe every year, killing and maiming marine life. It could take as long as 600 years for these nets to break down the water, gradually fragmenting into smaller and smaller pieces, eventually becoming microplastics. Christine Grossart, Secretary of the Ghost Fishing UK, is with the team Orkney, where the first dives were already taking place, retrieving old fishing lost gear, she said. We're not taking out active gear, we leave that alone. We're going for lost net and pots that continue to catch and kill and also act as bait, encouraging more animals to come in get killed in a horrible cycle where nobody wins. We're trying to remove all that and, of course, the side product is we get ocean plastics as well, which break down and get quite nasty. The divers are working alongside scientists from Herot Watt University and the anti-cruelty organization World Animal Protection on the Scapa Flow Project, as well as coordinating cleanup. Ghost Fishing UK will also be provisioning specialist training to divers from across the UK. There are a few specific skills needed to be able to do this kind of work, which can be quite dangerous. Dealing with fishing nets underwater, trying to get in the surface, there's a lot that can go wrong. She added, Scapa Flow's the world-famous diving destination. Most of the ships were salvaged, but there are three battleships, three light cruisers, and a fast mine layer still down there. They don't count as war graves, so we can dive them without any issues because the wrecks are so big. Fishing gear does not get uh, snarled and snagged on them. Fishing boats trawl very close to the wrecks, but the closer they get, the higher the risk of losing gear. The team hopes the latest cleanup will see see the site in pristine condition for the centering of the sinking of night, uh, 2019. The evening of free talks is being held in Stormness on Tuesday evening to provide information about the work being carried out with presentations from Ghost Fishing UK, World Animal Protection, and Herat Watt. And that's, that's one thing. I mean, there's nothing that, and I've said it before, I do, I do not like seeing... Uh, ghost nets underwater, uh, as as well as being c- to continue to fish for marine wildlife, and we're down there, uh, it's a risk as well that we can get tangled. So hopefully they're able to get that cleaned up. Anytime you can get in the water and remove something out, that's uh, heading in the right direction. And then this will be our last article for tonight. This one is a robot arm. Glove-controlled robot arm is soft enough to pet a jellyfish. 
uh, from Engadget. The remote-controlled robot arm allowed submersible operators to perform tasks underwater. But you can imagine a rigid metal limb interacting with something as fragile as a jellyfish or corals. To be able to capture and interact with marine life, scientists need something softer that can touch delicate living things without squishing them to death. That's why a team of scientists from the Harvard Weiss Institute has developed a soft robotic arm that can move with unprecedented dexterity to grasp and sample delicate, delicate aquatic life. Scientists from the Institute have been developing soft robots for marine research for quite some time. This particular creation is a bit cooler than the others, although it's controlled by a glove equipped with wireless sensors so scientists can channel Tony Stark and wave their hand around the control of the machine. They can also bend and rotate the arm simply by moving their wrist, and they can open and close the robot's grippers by curling their index finger. The method gives them more control over the machine than, say, a remote control or a joystick can. Oh, it's in general. Ah, yeah, they're just pointing out that I, I, for some reason, I hit general. Yeah, it it will be recorded, so that's a a mess up of mine. That's a problem with with doing solo. Uh, The study's co-author and group member, David Gruber, explained, currently available subsea robotic arm works well for oil and gas exploration, but not for handling delicate marine life. Using them is like picking up a napkin with a metal crab claw. The glove control system allows us to have much more intuitive control over the soft robot arm, like how we would move our own arms while scuba diving. In the future, the group's group's creation could lead to underwater labs because there's no need to bring samples to land anymore. When they discover from the research, uh, what they discover from the research could also be applied to medical devices that need to interact with delicate organs. it's It's a nice arm. Uh, we've been talking about doing ROVs and different types of arms, and I think they've got a they've got a nice one here. You know, the the question is how well it works, and you know, usually when you're do when you've got the type of rig that they have here in the photo, uh, you just don't have one arm; you have multiple arms depending on what you're trying to do. So this one's going to fill a nice niche of being gentle for picking things up. They're they're going to have uh, heavier manipulators, and when you, when you look in this photo, you can see that this actually looks to be attached to the other manipulator so uh, the first arm probably picked it up and then used this to augment it well maybe that didn't pick it up i can see there's cables so very nice so that's going to do it uh, hopefully we get everything all taken care of but i'd like to thank all our patreon supporters because of you uh that's what's going to go and, and pay for some of this gear that we need to upgrade and replace so as we're getting to the end of the year we certainly can use your support uh, we're getting very close to renewing all our hosting agreements, and those add up. So that little bit, you know, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, helps us out greatly, and we certainly appreciate it. And uh, even though this is a full episode, maybe uh, since we've got the the chat room in there, uh, maybe we'll go ahead and do a joke. And and this one, this one may not survive. So here we go. Two older divers are sitting in the park bench outside a local town hall when a flower show is in progress. One leaned over and said, Life is so boring, we never have fun anymore. For $5, I'd take my clothes off right now and streak through that stupid flower show. You're on, said the other old diver, holding up a $5 bill. As fast as he could, the first diver fumbled his way out of his clothes and completely naked streaked through the front door of the flower show. Waiting outside, his friend soon heard a commotion, followed by loud applause. The naked diver burst out the door, surrounded by a cheering crowd. What happened, he asked his friend. Why, I won... First prize for the best ride arrangement.
Yeah. So, now even solo, they're not any better. So, until next time, go out there and get wet and dive safe.